You're listening to The Marketing Trench, the official podcast where no real estate professional gets left behind in the pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. A podcast designed to help you build the foundation of a powerful real estate career. Join real estate experts Ricardo Bueno, Marketing Technology Director at West, Dustin Stevie, CEO of Lighthouse Escrow, and Scott Shang, partner at Bywise Mortgage and founder of Find My Way Home, as they bring you real-world strategies, marketing ideas, and solutions straight from the trench. Welcome to the Marketing Trench Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the subject of first-upping your content strategy. <laughs> I don't know where you got that from, Dustin. It clearly says fire. That doesn't say fire. Uh, uh, it's been one of those days, folks. Um, so we were talking. What's that? It's been one of those months. It's been one of those months. Yeah, it has been one of those months. Uh, we were talking earlier today and uh, kind of <laughs> the past week about um, your content strategy and what it looks like to uh, create content in this time of lockdown and uncertainty and all the stuff going around us. And Scott did a really interesting thing. So Scott launched this website and uh, we're going to use this website as kind of a case study. And the reason why is because it, it just shows how if you pay attention in a certain way and you have a certain kind of awareness about you and then you play to your strengths, you can really be a source of value to the people in your uh, in your network and even beyond your network. So we're, we're talking about firing up your content strategy. Um, and I think that this uh, case study is going to be a really fantastic way of uh, us really fleshing out some of the principles that we talk about here on the Marketing Trench. Uh, so first of all, hey guys, how you doing? What's up? <laughs> so testing out, um, so, we're so, testing so, out for the first time. So before before we kind of jump we jump in and, and turn it over to Scott, I just kind of want to reiterate the 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 thing that I keep telling people and Scott, I know you're on the same page on this, but like nobody knows how long all of this is gonna go, three months, six months, twelve months, and mm-hmm. and content is that thing that always builds your no like and trust factor with people. That's why people decide to work with you because they know you, they like you, they trust you. Um, and so if you regularly create content, if you create content, right, um, whether you're just getting started, been doing this for a while with the content that you create and ship now is going to position you so that you are building relationships with people that are going to be your future buyers in Q3 and Q4. And just because people aren't buying now, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not looking for that education or for that leadership or, 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 or whatever, um, as it relates to your local market and as it relates to making purchasing and buying decisions in the future. So I I think one of the things, Ricardo, and I do agree with you completely. And I think one of the things that people get caught up on is this whole thing of creating content. Creating content sounds like it's work, right? It sounds like it's something that you have to do. I'm not creating content. I'm publishing conversations. So these are conversations. This is this. These are the things that I talk to that I talk to clients about, or I talk to business partners about every single day. All you're doing is recording that and then publish and then publishing it. But like, if you think you have to sit down and come up with something, like I have to write a movie script and I don't want to sound stupid and I got to do all of this kind of stuff. 
it, it really isn't that at all. I mean, nowadays you can jump on a YouTube, do a crazy little video with horrible lighting like Dustin has right now, and, and just and stumble and stumble through stumble through a thought, and not a single person will say, "Oh, well, you, you you're an idiot." You know, you're going to have people. You're, you're going to have people engage. You're going to be able to have. Um, you're going to be able to have those conversations. Boy, I I tell you right now, these comments are gonna are gonna distract me. Sean, we are playing with uh, Streamyard for the first time, and it is super super cool. So, um, yeah, no, I'm going to shut off the comments and we will, uh, we'll, we'll dive, we'll dive into those things because those are going to distract the hell out of me, but everybody keep chiming in. We'll jump in. We'll jump in later. Um, so did you want me to. Yeah. So let's, talking about how let me set it up here. So, um, you texted us, I don't remember if it was this week or last week, and you said, hey, I'm knee-deep in a really cool project, and I can't wait to launch it. And then you launched it. So first of all, what is it? Uh, mm -hmm. And then tell us why uh, like why or how it came about. Let's start with how it came about. So what is it, and how did it come about? Oh, man, that's such a great question. Um, I mean, how it came about is... So what uh, is it? Oh, uh, what is it? So... Yeah. Um, my business partner Josh Lewis and I were we're uh, partners at Bywise Mortgage. We're, in the, we're mortgage brokers in the mortgage industry. Yeah. Uh, Josh has been in the business for 25 years. I've been in the business for 20 years. When um, I did a Facebook Live last week about superpowers, and we did our, our show about this about using your superpowers. So what what I think one of my superpowers are, or what it developed ended up being is I identified certain challenges that homeowners were going to have in the future um, based on the market crash of 2008. And specifically that was um, folks that had financial hardships, bankruptcy, foreclosure, short sale, deed in lieu, um, trying to figure out how to become a homeowner on the other side of that. So um, I got really, really good at knowing how all of the different nuances and all the different experiences that consumers were having. And it ended up creating this really, really powerful feedback loop from consumers back to the website. And then pretty soon all of the content was consumer driven. So all I was doing at that point was just researching answers and trying to give answers to consumers that were trying to figure out how the hell do I get out of this you know, what does this mean that I filed bankruptcy or foreclosure or what have you? So Josh called me last week and he said, and we started talking about this forbearance stuff. And forbearance is kind of the word of the day right now. Um, the government is giving away free money again is the way that it's being talked about, right? So it's like nobody has to make their payments. We're not going to charge you interest. There aren't going to be late fees. It's not going to be reported to your credit report. You can delay your mortgage payment up to a year. Um, okay, cool. But what the hell does that really mean, right? I mean, okay, you postpone my payments for a year. Now what? Now what, what am I looking at? So Josh and I were talking and we were just like, man, there's so much misinformation out there. Um, I see mortgage professionals, I see real estate professionals, uh, straight up telling people that, 
uh, hey, stop making your payments. Go out there. You get free payments. You're not going to do any of this stuff. And giving people information, telling people to do things in public places, that is more than more likely than not to result in them losing their home in the next six to 12 months. And that scared the shit out of us. So um, we started talking and we said, man, you know what, we, what would be really, really great is I have not found a single resource that explains all of this stuff to consumers. So, um, so we decided, we decided, okay, well, let's put up a website and let's just, um, let's find all of the, all of the most accurate information from all the government sources. And then let's track down all of these servicers and try to post all of their, um, what their, uh, plans are, what their, strategy is for dealing with forbearance and deferment and all of these kinds of things and um and just trying to create a a a resource um i don't think we're gonna get any business out of it that's not what it's about uh, we, we created this resource to share with other professionals to have a single source of information that can be forwarded to consumers so that we can start having conversations because i think people like um like at least me and, and you, Dustin, probably don't have as much conversation directly with consumers, but you have a lot of conversations with agents. And I think uh, Ricardo was telling me that he, some agent he's connected with on Facebook was on, was on Facebook bragging about um, how they pushed a button and got a forbearance, right? Didn't talk to anybody and like didn't have any idea of what that meant. Um, I have a friend that pushed a button got a forbearance, tried to make his April mortgage payment and they wouldn't accept it. So now he's like, what does that mean? Right? So all of these questions are going to come up and, and, and here's the reality of what we're dealing with right now. And I'm getting kind of specific and I'm getting kind of granular about what this particular resource is. But what the strategy was is that the government came down and said, hey, this is the way it's going to be. And then the, an entire industry is now scrambling to figure out how to make that happen. And there is no one way to do it. So everybody's going to treat it a little bit differently. All lenders and servicers have workout um, and hardship uh, uh, um, programs and plans already in place. But now the government saying, okay, you're going to use those programs, but just don't make it hurt as bad which concerns me a little bit because it's not going to hurt. So people are just going to think that they're riding free. So, all right. I didn't want to get too deep into the, into the, let me see if I it can is a, out here. It's a very timely. It's a very timely and relevant conversation to have about things that are going to be happening in the next 12 months. And so that's when you get on top of it. That's why in 2008, I learned how to, I learned WordPress and I started writing about um, how to get through that whole mess. We're trying to get out in front of this thing because there are going to be a ton of questions in the next 12 months. So identifying an opportunity, something that's relevant and timely, um, something that's very, very important to the well-being of our, of our clients and our referral, and our referral partners, um, and really just trying to get as much good, accurate information out there as possible and encouraging consumers to have conversations with people like myself 
um, that have experience reviewing this paperwork and understanding how forbearance and deferment works and being able to explain it to you so that you understand as a consumer, yes, you do get to skip three months worth of payments. And then on the fourth month, you're making four payments. So is that your only option? No, but that's your default option. And if you don't take that default option, now you have to figure out other ways to work out your hardship. So, yeah, I'm really weaving in between this particular challenge because I'm super fired up and passionate about getting this message out in front of people because there's so much misinformation about it. But conceptually, identifying an opportunity, using your experience and going out there and trying to help other people understand something that you understand because you're in the business and that, and, and that's where the opportunity is. Okay. So first of all, to the question of what is it, uh, you built a website and it's called forbearancereport.com. Correct. Okay. So that massive. Yeah. Forbearancereport.com. If, uh, you are working in the industry or if you are at all impacted by the inability to pay a mortgage forbearancereport.com is a fantastic resource. And until basically like a week and change ago, it did not exist. So this was, uh, this was something that Scott has created. Did you create it alone or did you have help? No, I, I banged it out this weekend. It was about 40 <laughs> hours of work. Yeah, well, I mean, it looked really good. I mean, you really you put yeah. something pretty powerful. What the hell else are we gonna do, man? I'm sitting here <laughs> at home. I can't do anything. You know, I mean, it's like you have. As I scroll through it, you have a video at the top. Uh, for those who don't know, Josh Lewis is Scott's uh, partner here at uh, Bywise Mortgage, and he regularly posts some very helpful videos. So it looks like you're featuring uh, a video here about how uh, skip payments may or may not be able to hurt you. But then you keep scrolling and you have put uh, links to the various servicers and the guidelines for mortgage relief for those servicers. And I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing the big names here, right? I'm seeing Chase. I'm seeing City. Uh, I'm seeing Rock. I've had five people submit servicer names so far in the last two days. I just turned it on to the search engines Thursday and or not Thursday, uh, Wednesday. And, uh, and we've already had, and we've already had people submitting their servicers wanting us to track down information for them. Yeah. So it's a pretty resource rich website. And then if you keep scrolling, there's more information and it's, it's, it's all about directing information. So that's the, what the, what was a website and a domain name. I'm stunned that you were able to get <clears throat> forbearance.com. That's amazing. Congratulations on that. Um, and I got the one that everybody, the way everybody will spell it and the way that it's actually spelled. That's awesome. That's, that's really awesome. So, so we got the what down and, and then Scott, you told us a lot about the backstory about the, the, how you got there, why you got there. I got some questions. I don't, Ricardo, did you, you have some, you're really great at developing content kind of based on Scott's story. What's, what's your take? What are some lessons that you saw in there? No, I, I mean, I think, First of all, I think that you you were able to crank that out in a weekend is pretty damn awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, for me, like when I sit back, if I put my agent hat on, a lot of people get overwhelmed over what is it that I should create? What should I talk about? And so um, I got off a call with an agent this morning and he goes, I'm just checking in with people. I'm not talking about real estate right now. And I'm like, you should have been just check. You should have been just checking in with people like three weeks ago. 
we do have to have conversations about um, how this is impacting real estate. We do need to have conversations about, you know, how this is difficult for some people and how you like, you can still talk about real estate and you can still sell. Just, just don't be opportunistic. Um, and I think an example of you like cranking that out is awesome. One great example that I saw from, um, I know we all hate on the big Z, um, but they run an ad that said uh, a home has never been more valuable than it is today. And it goes to uh, some resource page on their website um, that basically says, I'm trying to pull it up. It's basically um, whether you're thinking of buying or selling, renting or just nesting at home, here are some resources that we put together for you um, while we're dealing with COVID-19. And it's just this laundry list of FAQs that answers any possible question or scenario that a buyer has right now. Another one uh, answering every question and scenario that any seller has right now. Um, and it just goes down the list, right? I feel like that's exactly what Scott created. And so when people ask me and get tripped up on, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to talk about. Well, put your consumer hat on and you know, don't overthink the process of creating the content. Create content in a manner that is most easiest to you. Right now, I've been going like I've been going bananas on creating um, audio content with podcasts where cr we created an internal uh, sales podcast for our internal team to train basically to train our sales reps. And it's just for me, the reason I'm leaning on audio so much is because I hate doing video. I don't have the patience to edit video. I just don't. I'm not like a Carlos Zepeda. Um, you are gorgeous. Guy. He loves video. That guy loves video and not like yeah. video is his superpower. Yeah. For me, that doesn't come nearly as easy. But what I can do is I can get on, like stand in front of the computer, pretend there's an audience there and I can just talk into the mic. Like, so for me, creating mm -hmm. that is a lot easier. So pick a channel that I think is easy for you. And at the end of the day, all you're doing is like disseminating your knowledge um, out to the world. Scott's, <laughs> Julie's right. Scott cranks out content like nobody else, but you know, you've been doing it for so long. Well, yeah. And well, and here's the important thing is you don't have to be the content creator. If you're aware and like the agent you talked to this morning, if he had a resource like the forbearance report or something like that, I, that's what I'm encouraging everybody to do. Send this to your entire client database, especially if you're a real estate agent. If you're a real estate agent, you want to start having these conversations with your clients now because you want to be there for them as they work through this. Because if something happens and they're unable to recover and they need to sell their home, you want to be the person that helped them do everything they possibly could to save it. You don't have to. Well, in that website, you say there was a ton of content. It's, it's 90% of it is curated. It's just research. It's me going everywhere, identifying all the good information, putting it in one place that's easy to consume. So just like you're saying, the, the, you know, the, 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 that big Z page and, um, and like this website, this resource, when you find these things, take that content and use that to start conversations with your database. Share these things in your social profiles. Call all of your clients and say, what do you think and how do you think your family is going to be? Oh, you think you're going to have a hardship? Let me forward you this resource. I want you to take a look at it. Give me a call back. Let's talk through it. So leveraging content I think is is as important or more important than creating content. There's plenty of content creators out there. If you're if you're disciplined enough, 
to create the content yourself, fantastic. Um, you're going to have a unique voice and you're going to have a certain authority that comes with that. But you get almost the same amount of authority and you can add your voice to that authority by sharing curated content and saying, hey, this is a good resource. This is good information. This is good. Um, this is a good video you should watch. Yeah, I, that is such a powerful point, Scott, because I have sat in front of the Word or Google Doc white screen with the blinking cursor so many times, you know? Yeah, it is. No, it's a because t- I'm like, I have to create. I have to create. What am I gonna do? And I start typing and then I delete it because it's awful and it's not as magical. <laughs> you know, I thought it would be like, like okay, ready, go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and it's so true. So many people have done the work. Oftentimes, what I've found is that people have done the work, they just don't know how to get the word out, or people have done the work, they just aren't the best at presentation or framing. Um, Frankly, I'm oftentimes not the best at presentation or framing. Ricardo does most of the presentation and framing once we record this stuff because he's so good at it. But if you're somebody who has a network of people that trust and like you, and you would know because you have Facebook friends, right? Uh, you don't have to sit in front of the blank screen of doom. You can go out and find this stuff and just be somebody who shares it. Um, something else, Scott, from your story that you were telling earlier that I noticed is that you were just really aware. So you were aware of the conversations people were happening around you. Oh, I'm going to skip a mortgage payment. No big deal. Oh, I'm not going to pay my mortgage for three months and Mm -hmm. then it's just going to go away or whatever. Right. You were just, you were, you were clued in on that. And instead of going and and fighting with every single person who posted that kind of nonsense and having arguments on the internet, which is always such a good use of time, um, what what you did is you're like, okay, well, this is obviously an area of misconception. Um, There's a huge need here, and I'm a domain expert. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to aggregate this stuff. And the, and the final thing that really hit me between the eyes in, uh, in on what you said just a little bit ago was, I don't know that we're going to get any business about out of this. That's not really the point. And it's like, man, you have to have such a generous spirit to pour an entire weekend into creating something this good and to be able to walk away from it and say, eh, you know, I'm, I'm, I may not get any business out of this at all. Now, personally speaking, I think that you will get business out of it uh, because you're you're building your reputation, right? Um, you're also building. Uh, you're also you have a tool here that you can give to your past clients, so you're cultivating your past client database, right? So that's two of the four control framework right there. Uh, but even if not, you know that kind of generosity is just so so powerful, and I can't help but feel like people notice that kind of generosity and they respond really positively to it. Well, I think the message comes across as I'm not asking for anything. And and what this is, I don't know if it's a generosity as much as it's long game. It's um, and we talk about this. Hey, Bo, <laughs> we talk about this. Uh, we talk about this a lot. And, and, and I always end up going. This is where I always end up landing on our conversations is I'm always th- I'm always talking long game. Right. I'm always thinking about what does this mean in six months from now? Yeah. What does this mean in 12 months from now and create that content now, right? What is, what, so, so for instance, if you're a real estate agent, um, I am telling you right now, I don't think we'll see the foreclosures because there's a lot of equity out there, 
Um, we're not going to see the short sales necessarily, but I bet you're going to see a lot more listings coming out in the next six to 12 months as people realize that they can't come up with 12 months payments or they're not happy with the terms of the loan modification that the bank came back with after they missed a year's worth of payments. Um, and I'm telling you, I saw this happen hundreds and thousands of times after 2008. People would spend years going through the workout the workout uh, problem and then 12 months. So if you're a real estate agent, what does the real estate business look like for you in 12 months from today? What things are going to happen today and what is it going to look like in 12 months from now? And start having conversations about that. People might not be ready to move right now, but what you bring, what you can bring is some peace of mind. You can bring a path, right? Yes. So listen, it's going to be hairy, but I'm always going to be here for you. So let's try to get through this. Let's do everything we can to save your home, to keep you in your home, do all of this kind of stuff. And if the worst possible thing happens um, and we have no other options, I was here for you. And, and I think that's the mindset. That's the investing in the long game. Right. That mindset point is so powerful, Scott. I mean, we talked last week about keeping a positive mindset. And, you know, I think it's really hard, especially right now, but just you're modeling so well for us, uh, how to have that positive mindset. You know, what I haven't heard you talk about once is yourself, uh, the business that you may or may not be dealing with right now. Um, I have no idea what stressors are going on in your life. Uh, you're not bringing those into this conversation, right? For you, I just noticed you're just, you're focused externally. And I'd say the same thing is true about Ricardo too. I've been paying attention to his content and Ricardo too, you know, he's just focused super externally. It's mm -hmm. not about, you know, it's not about the fact that he may not be able to commission much this month based on how his business works. Right. I don't know. But if, if it's the case, uh, like most people, you know, uh, I'm not hearing it from Ricardo. Um, I don't hear from him. Hey, I'm a massive extrovert who's living in my house. I'm going to, I'm going to go crazy. Right. Uh, he posts the occasional funny video that makes me wonder if his sanity is all there. Uh, but, but Ricardo right, and Julie right now are losing their minds. <laughs> you, you, you term, yeah, you terminal extroverts, man. Uh, yeah. Ashley, no, I, Ashley asked, is this the longest I've been without going to a bar? And I said, oh, well, that's a totally different, that's a totally different problem, Ricardo. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel really badly for you guys. I mean, I at least get to come to the office still. Um, yeah. Essential business. But look, uh, I just love that one, one of the things here that I'm seeing from you guys is you're just modeling this external focus, this like, hey, how can I do things right now to help everybody else? And I feel yeah. like that's like, that has to be a key ingredient, wouldn't you say? Well, that was, that was a video I did last week on my, my Facebook Live. It was just like, we all have superpowers and they're different from everybody else's. So identify what you're good at and use your powers for good right now. Everybody's hurting. Everybody's confused. It is literally the globe right now that is in crisis. Wow. There, there's, there's no time to stop and feel sorry for yourself. Um, the very fact that we're sitting here, we're not sneezing and coughing and we're talking to each other online is an absolute blessing, right? And we should be so grateful for this and using this and leveraging this to do absolutely everything that we can do to give back and support everybody else in the situation. We're, 
it, it's just it's too easy it's too easy to be a Debbie Downer about all this stuff. Wait, and, and yeah, and 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 quite frankly, all of the opportunities are created when everybody else is losing their mind. <laughs> well, and and oh, that's, right, that's, where you, that's where you that's where you gain market share. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. It's it's look, it's okay, and I'm not saying. Maybe I'm, I'm not saying there's people that aren't worried and that aren't scrambling, wondering how they're going to cash a commission check next, like next week, tomorrow, next week, next month, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's not a real problem. It is. But if that's all you're thinking about and you allow yourself to get down and negative and all of those uh, like negative things, um, that's what you're going to project. And that's not going to help you win business. It's just not. Right. Right. I, I had a, I mean, just by way of contrast, a uh, good friend of mine having a conversation uh, and I'm not going to tell you what kind of product he sells, but let's just say he should be selling a lot of the product right now. And, you know, I said to him, Hey man, you must be so busy. And he says, Oh no, I'm not that busy. I'm like, what's going on? Why aren't you selling? Why aren't you selling product like crazy? And he pulls out his phone and shows <laughs> these charts of like downward spiraling, you know, uh, this, that, and the other thing. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Which which one is that, Scott? This is Foxy. Foxy. Um, so he shows me the 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 chart of the downward spiraling whatever that's relevant to his industry, and he's like, "Do you see how we're all going to be so screwed soon?" <laughs> and and I'm like, "Okay, but like, why 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 didn't you sell your product before all this? Like back in January and February when it was amazing time to sell your product? Like, I'll just I'm not even going to argue with you about what your chart says, like." what happened beforehand and it and it was he was he was just hyper focused on all the negativity and it was about what's going to happen to him and his commissions and when you have that mindset the reason i bring this up because i think this study in contrast is powerful it goes to show how your mind can be open or closed to opportunity so in terms of scott it's like i have superpowers how can i use them and in, in this case it just to be clear like it would be don't walk away from this if you're listening. Don't walk away from this thinking I have to build websites. No, that's not mm-hmm. the point. Like that just happens to be Scott's superpower. Um, but if you go into it and you're like, "What's my superpower? How how can I help right now?" And then that creates an open mindset. But if instead you're listening to all of the negativity, here's this chart. Here's this person who predicts doom and gloom. Doctor Fauci said the other day that he didn't think people should ever shake hands again. It's like my God, people. <laughs> um, you know, if that's what you're filling your head with, that's going to close opportunity. And 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 that makes it really hard too. Because look, it, at the end of the day. If you're if your eyes are closed to opportunity because you're just you're like internally focused and you're negatively focused, man, nobody in your life is going to be able to help you. Yeah. Well, and and thoughts are things. Whatever consumes your mindset is going to is is it it's going to come out. It it it's going to dictate um, how you make decisions, how you see things. Whatever you dwell on is what you're going to make happen. So it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting because it's a, it's a choice. It literally is a choice and it, it's, um, yeah. yeah one, 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 of, one of the, one of the guests that I had on the podcast, we were talking about, um, sort of mindset, morning rituals, uh, affirmations and things like that. I'm not a affirmations guy. Um, I, it's, I've always thought it was kind of weird and, and kind of whatever. Um, of course I'll get ready for a conference or an appointment, I'll, you know, 
get ready in the morning. I'll shave my head and I'll say, you sexy bitch, you got this. And then I go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe that is my, maybe that is my like affirmation routine or whatever. Um, but no, one of the like daily routine. <laughs> no, but one of the books um, she said she was reading was Becoming Supernatural. Um, I've never read it, um, but I'm going to, you know, take a look at it, pick up a copy, et cetera. But um, she said that in the book, they talk about, you know, when you wake up in the morning um, and whatever, whatever things you're thinking about that are weighing you down, um, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, um, as you start to think about those things, if you uh, go and you start your day without having, without taking the time to kind of release that mental energy that's in there, Scott, like you said, thoughts are things. If you don't take a moment to clear that from your mind, then your mental capacity is filled with all of this, this negative and overwhelm. And that's going to be your, that's basically going to be your track or your theme for the day. So you have to take a, a moment to kind of release those things in order, in order so that you can, you know, go about your day in a more positive or reframed mindset. Um, and I thought, I'm, I thought more so than now, uh, like now more than ever, that's a, that's a like a very, very true statement. And there's a lot of us who are sitting down just reading all of the negative news, consuming it. And that's not good energy. That's not good juju. Um, well, I think Henry Ford's quote is quite appropriate here. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it could never be more true. It's just whatever you focus on is your reality. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's not that I'm not, you know, it's not that I don't freak out and have moments of, you know, this sucks. I feel bad for people. I mean, it's a whole thing. I'm not a terminally happy person. Um, but, but you know what? We have an opportunity right now to have relatively few distractions and focus on some stuff that you've been meaning to catch up on. There's, you know, there's nothing. This is, you know, Dustin, we've talked about this a lot of times. Frustration, anger, pain, hurt all comes from you assuming that you have that things should be different than they actually are. Anytime you assume you have control over something um, that you don't have control over, you're inviting those negative feelings and those negative thoughts. You can't yeah. control this. Yeah. You can't control this. None of us can, but you know, but I, I tell you what, I mean, I get a little bit of this nine 11 kind of feeling that it, I, I'm, I am, I am amazed in, you know, I mean, I think about this stuff kind of at a deep level a lot and, and, and it, it amazes me the fragility of the fabric of society and the fact that we really are, we don't kill ourselves because we all agree that we shouldn't, you know, and, and just the whole fabric of society is so fragile. And right now, everybody's kind of coming together and there's so many great stories right now. There's so many great stories of people, you know, going out and helping people and innovating and doing all of these things. And there's going to, there are going to be some incredible innovations that come out of this, of the entire country being locked in their house. Innovation is happening like at, at breakneck speed right now. I mean, hell to allow us to be able to do this, when the entire world's on the internet all at the exact same time because we can't do anything else, we can still all sit here in our separate houses and have this conversation on a platform like Facebook that can talk to all of our friends. How amazing is that? It's just, it's amazing. 
No, it's phenomenal. And actually, um, we've got a few minutes left here. I want to open up. We can see the comments. So if anyone has some questions or wants uh, some opining on on a subject or frankly, if there's something you're listening and you're just like, guys, this isn't realistic. Like I hear what you're saying, but it doesn't work like that for me. Please uh, put put the comments in there. I'm going to keep an eye on it for the next couple of minutes. But Scott, I want to comment on something you just a couple things you just said, one of which was, um, you know, how fragile everything is. Um, I actually think that this is a great, great illustration of how dynamic and uh, and actually versatile everything is. Right. So. Yes, some things seem to have broken, right? Like it's hard to get certain paper products at the store. Uh, though I will say just the other day, I was able to go to my local Costco. I walked right in and was able to buy paper towels and toilet paper because Costco has figured out a way to, you know, to scale up their deliverables. Now, that said, when things break, there is beauty that can that can arise from that. And what I have in mind is uh, on Disney Plus, I've been watching this, I think it's like six or seven part series on Imagineering. And if you don't know what Imagineering is, Imagineering is the uh, physical development wing of Disney. So they're the people who build the parks and anything that like is physical in the Disney universe uh, besides like, you know, toys and products like that. But like any sort of uh, park environment or built environment that you would experience, Imagineering did everything from conceiving it to art designing it to building it. And I mean, when you think about what that all that that entails, it is just incredible. And then you you go back and you watch their story and it's even more incredible. But to the point of fragility and to the point of things breaking, um, I was watching an episode on Shanghai Disney. And one of the things they have in, in China is a great respect for tile work. And they have these people who take perfect, you know, unbroken tiles are like about the size of your thumbnail, right? Mm-hmm. Little square tiles and they break them. Uh, and they break them using, you know, different clipping devices. And sometimes they they break them in exactly the way they want to break them. And sometimes they don't. But the really interesting thing about that is that they take this thing that seems like it's perfectly held together. They break it. And then they fit the broken piece into a bigger picture, right? They, they, they find where that piece is. And sometimes they don't really have a, a sense of what the bigger picture is. Yeah, they have a template, but they're like hyper-focused on the thing they're working on. And so it's like, okay, well, I need kind of like a blue, dark blue piece right here. And they break it off and they make it fit. And maybe sometimes they have to break a few more just to, just to do it just right. And then they say, you know, at this moment in time, I actually need to start transitioning my hue. I need to go lighter, right? Um, and they do that. And, and they do that piece by piece by piece, thousands and thousands of pieces, right? And every single piece, I'm sure in that moment, feels like, all right, here I got this perfect thing. I'm going to break it. All right. And it feels tedious and it feels a bit uncertain. And it feels like, you know, I think I'm going in this direction, but I might have to change this up a little bit, right? Uh, but then when it's done and they put all the pieces in and you step back, you have this incredible mosaic of something very beautiful, right? And in our economy, in our society, in our world right now, we live in a unique moment where people have that opportunity in many countries around the world where things around them have broken. They've got all these little pieces around them and they're doing their best. Scott, you you took a little broken piece and you said, you know, the way that we think about forbearance is broken. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start taking all these pieces of knowledge that I'm gathering and I'm going to just put them here and here and here and here. And you built a site, right? Um, and it, it's something that seems to be truly beautiful uh, in, and it's power. Like you, you step away, you like you step back and look at it. It's like, dang, this is like, this is really impressive. And so I, I don't know. I just, I bring that up because I feel like, 
I feel like if you're in the midst of this and you're hearing us, and especially hearing people who tend to be more positive, like Scott and Ricardo are, it can be really tempting to think, oh, these guys just know what they're doing. They're super dialed in. And every single move is exactly the right move. And, you know, there's no chaos. And this guy taking his head. <laughs> like, 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 that's not true. Now, now I'm a wreck all the time. I'm not dumb enough to stop doing what I'm doing. And how many times do I call you, Scott, a total train wreck? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, it's, 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 um, you know, it's your lens. It's just the lens you use to see the world and the lens you use to see the world through. And uh, we have the ability to change those have. lenses. Hmm? You're doing your best with the pieces you have. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's powerful. Um, so we're, we're at about 40 minutes. I think it's a, it's a good opportunity for us to, to kind of wrap up. Um, You're just boring all my friends to death here. I'm just <laughs> live streaming on my Facebook. They're all going, God, Shane, would you shut this thing off? <laughs> if you tune into this episode, firing up your content strategy, I think, I feel like the biggest takeaway here is mindset. It's about mindset. Uh, it helps you to see opportunity. And then like Scott was saying, superpowers, right? So we did a bit of a case study in his forbearance thing. Uh, go back and listen to him explaining that again, because now that you know we've, we've kind of extracted some of these lessons, listen to what he had to say again through the lens of these lessons. And you're going to see all of these sort of magical moments that, you know, and stuff Scott was saying about how he pulled out this, what turns out, I think, to be a really fantastic idea. And it was just because he was in the midst of chaos. And instead of being angry and screaming at the world about how everybody's wrong, or instead of just thinking, oh, God, this is why we're all screwed. Scott did something to help the world. Uh, and he was very external facing. I think that's powerful. I think it's beautiful. If you are somebody who's done something like this in your world, where you've been able to take up broken pieces and turn it into something beautiful, we'd love to hear your story. Uh, go to our Facebook group, The Marketing Trench, and tell us about it. We would love to maybe even feature it on a future episode, do another case study with with you, perhaps. Um, also, if you have questions about, you know, man, guys, I'm, I'm really on board with, you know, what what you're talking about, but I just, I can't get out of my own head. I need someone to help me. That's, you know, we're, we're happy to do that. Again, Marketing Trench uh, on Facebook group. We're all there. Uh, just, you know, find us and maybe direct message us. We'd be happy to have a conversation with you. If you want to catch up on past episodes, we talked about the four control framework uh, early in the episode. There are many good episodes that talk about mindset. Go to the uh, marketingtrench.fm, marketingtrench.fm. That's where you're going to find all the previous episodes. You can also subscribe to us on uh, Pocket Casts, on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. MarketTrench.fm is the place to do that. Uh, finally, uh, please leave us a review uh, or at least leave us some stars. Uh, you don't have to write anything. Just click on some stars. Uh, that helps us to get the word out, helps people to find us. We'd really appreciate it. If you found this video discussion to be helpful, you can share it on Facebook. Uh, it's going to be up there for a while. Until next time, this has been the Marketing Trench Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> See you, everybody. Bye, Bye. guys. <laughs>